This is Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab, your host, Greg Gazin, speaker, blogger, author, and syndicated veteran columnist of Troy Media. Episode 152, Unexpected Leaders That Leave a Lasting Impression. You've all heard about the accidental leader, right? This is the person who just seems to fall into some sort of leadership capacity because of some unexpected event or some circumstance. But what about unexpected leaders? Have you ever heard of an unexpected leader? This is someone who positively impacts others, not with really any intention, but by simply doing what they do. In fact, chances are they're not even aware of the impact that they're having on others. In this episode, you'll hear about two such individuals that I had an opportunity to speak about This is prior to COVID at the New Entrepreneurs Toastmasters Club, where the theme that night was leadership. It was somewhat serendipitous that I came across these two individuals. In fact, I spoke to both of them at the request of a publisher for an article about a release of the 2020 Guinness Book of World Records. These two individuals I would call unexpected leaders, because when I heard their stories, I was just totally totally blown away. And the funny thing is, two years later, they're still crystal clear in my mind. And what I can genuinely say is that they certainly left me with a lasting impression. I'm sure you'll agree that what's been going on with the world, that we need leaders and any inspiration that we can get. I want you to please sit back and enjoy this short presentation. At the end, I'll provide links to the article that I had written as well as a link to a 30-minute podcast featuring my interviews with these two special individuals, plus one more. So please sit back and enjoy the episode. This show tonight is called Leadership That Leaves a Lasting Impression. Please welcome Craig Gavin. Well, thank you very much, Angela. Thank you very much, everyone. Think for a moment of a great leader. Think of some of the words that you associate with these great leaders. For me, when I think of great leaders, I think of passion, passionate. I think that leaders are, they're encouraging, they're motivating, they're inspiring, they're innovative, and quite often they're committed to doing what they do. And when they face a challenge, they try, they'll always find a way of overcoming, overcoming adversity so they can accomplish their feat. So in our short time together, I want to share with you the stories of two amazing individuals that I had an opportunity of interviewing just last week for a podcast and an upcoming article. Now, you won't find these individuals speaking at large gatherings. You're not going to find them in big high-rise offices or sitting behind oak desks. But you will find these individuals in the Guinness World Book of Records 2020. They're in the Guinness World Book of Records, and while their talents are most impressive, I felt for me it was their display of leadership that really led a lasting impression on me. The first individual, his name is Reverend Kevin Fast. He's 56 years old. He's from Coburg, Ontario, which is just west of just west of Toronto. Now, he's really regarded as, let's just say, a, a modern-day Popeye. Popeye the sailor man, you know, the strong guy. Now, this guy doesn't have one world record. He doesn't have two world records. He has 31 world records, including pulling the heaviest aircraft. 
Now, when I asked him about his journey, he said, you know, Greg, it started really with curiosity. I was watching TV one day, and all of a sudden, I saw a guy pulling a fire truck. And I thought, hey, you know what? Maybe I can do that. I rang up the fire station, and he said he wanted to know if he could borrow a truck. And obviously, they said yes, because not long thereafter, they said, hey, would you like to help us promote Fire Prevention Week? While he was doing that, someone came up to him and said, hey, is that a Guinness World Record? He said, well, I don't know. So he rang up the Guinness people, and the Guinness people said, no, it's not. So he thought, okay, well, maybe it's time for me to set one. So I asked him to describe his journey. So I asked him to describe the journey. He said, when I got to the tarmac and I looked up, I felt like I was looking at a football field on wheels. He started to pull. 45 seconds later, nothing. He said, Greg, after 10 seconds, he said, I had no more energy left, nothing. He started to get a lot of doubts. Now, I watched the YouTube video of him actually doing this. And when he first saw this, I thought, you know what? There's no way that this is going to happen. So he said to me, you know, at first I was afraid. I, I can't do this. And he thought, he said, all of these people came from all over the world to see me. There's the people from Guinness that are here. You know, I, I don't want to feel embarrassed. And my wife is saying, okay, what, what did I get myself into? <laughs> so what, have you, what has he done now? But then... He thought lots of things were going through his head, but then he heard his son still cheering, even though nothing was going anywhere. And all of a sudden, the, the crowd was cheering and making lots of roars. And he just decided that, you know what, he wasn't going to give up. So he kept pulling and pulling and pulling, and all of a sudden, something happened. A minute and 16 seconds into his pull, which seemed like forever, he pulled that plane 8.8 meters, a world record. It weighed 416,000 pounds, more than a 747 jumbo jet. And when I asked him what it was all about, what did this mean to him, he said, Greg, he says, this is really a metaphor for life. And what he learned was is that no matter, no matter what the situation is, he says, quite often determination strength can overpower actual physical strength. He actually admitted, he said, I like getting these records. He says, I like being in the books and I like being recognized. But what he likes even more now is the fact that he does this to raise money for charity. And he try, he's, he's trying to accomplish three records every single year. Oh. And I thought, this is absolutely amazing. Just so, so inspiring. The second individual, her name is Brittany Walsh. Now she's not a strong person, but she's equally impressive. She's from Portland, Oregon. And she's formerly, she was a dancer, a gymnast, and she was a former, former, circus, perform, yeah, former circus performer. And she holds a world record in acrobat archery. And in fact, she's featured in the latest edition, which is in here. Ironically, I stopped at Coles, I opened the book, and I actually opened it up to the page that she was in on, on page 89. And she has a record for the farthest arrow shot using feet while in a handstand. Wow. <laughs> she was featured on The Late Show. With, on David Letterman, you know, Stupid Human Tricks. And she's also been immortalized in the Wax Museum in Ripley's Believe It or Not. So I had an opportunity of, of chatting with her. And what I thought was, I watched the video, and not only is what she accomplished amazing, but think of all the skills that she needs to have, okay? She has to have balance. She has to have flexibility. She has to have agility. She has to be strong. And she has to be able to shoot a bow and arrow. I asked her to describe how it went. And she basically said that these things here are, they call them handstand canes. They're basically poles with wooden blocks on them. And what she would do is she would, she would get up to them. Then what she would do is hold the arrow in her foot. And then she'd flip up into a handstand. 
flip around, and then pull this bow back, and then let it go. 40.4 feet right into the middle. So again, just like Kevin, just like Kevin, I asked her, I said, how did this all come, how did this all come about? And she said to me, she said, we were, we were somewhere and we saw this circus book. And in the circus book, you know, they have all these strange things that happened in circuses way back in the olden days. She saw a performer that did something like this. So her friend dared her. She said to him, I dare you to do this. She says, oh no, this is no way, it's just not possible. And he said, well, you know what, you're a gymnast, you could probably do this. So one day she was kind of bored and nothing else to do. And she said, you know what, I'm going to try to do this. So she went out and she bought a kid's bow and arrow. And she tried and she tried and she tried. And actually, after a couple of weeks, she started to sort of get the hang of it. But it took her two years to accomplish it. And she did it step by step. And when I asked her, I said, what, about, what did you learn about yourself in the process? She said, I learned how to break out of my own shell. She says, Greg, I grew up being a quiet, shy, introverted individual, and I tried not to attract attention to myself. So I jokingly said to her during the interview, I said, it's kind of a little bit late for that, right? <laughs> she also discovered that she's no longer fearful of doing things that were difficult, because before other things would scare her. I mean, most of this would probably scare most of us. So I had a great opportunity, this great interview, again, very impressed with what they did. And it's amazing how in a very short interview, you can learn a lot and you can get inspired by a number of different things. And there was a number of lessons that I took away from this. But for the most part, I took away, I took away really, there's really three, three lessons. The first one is, is that when you feel that the odds are against you and a task seems impossible, you know, persevere. Kevin had no energy left. Brittany spent two years doing this, right? She learned to do it step by step by step. And try to find that energy inside because like Kevin felt, you know what, he says, I'm prepared. He says, I can do this. Brittany got to the point where she was doing this for two years and she could do it. She broke it up into small steps. Take the energy and also take the energy from the people around you. Because it's amazing when you get the support, which is what we talked about a little earlier, how that energy can actually develop and you can go forward. The second thing is be inspired to say yes. Say yes to possibilities. These days it's just too easy for people to say no. For those of you who were here a couple years ago and Rocio did her 10th speech for her competent communicator designation, that was part of the message that she said say, she said to say yes. Because you never know what you're going to be capable of. Wayne Gretzky said, you won't score on 100% of the shots you don't take. So if you don't give it a try, nothing's going to happen, so at least give it a try. The third thing is something that is sort of reinforced, because it's something that I believed in for many years, is that Innovation and ideas can come from the most unusual places. They can come from any place, anytime, anywhere. It's not like you're trying to force yourself to do it. You just have to be open to the possibilities. Uh, Canadian speaker Stephanie Staples says, when you're given something, you don't say, if I can use this, it's, um, it's how I could use it. And the thing is, if you're trying to reinvent yourself, you're trying to come up with a new product, don't force it. Try to let it come. Let the natural task happen. Instead of saying, well, you know what? I have to be innovative. I have to be innovative. For me, this opportunity arrived in my inbox as just a promotion for the book. Here we're promoting the book, and here's some people, and if you want to talk to them, you can talk to them. And more. It was an advertisement for the book. And I thought, how can I use this information? When I read their stories, when I did their research, I looked at the book, I thought, these people are so inspiring. More so than their talent, what I really appreciated was the leadership. So I took this opportunity and I spun it into a podcast and an article and then the speech today. So if any of this 
resonated with you, whoops, if any of this resonated with you, then you might have taken an opportunity to see if there's any Guinness records that might inspire you to do something. Or if you want to check out the, the interview I did, I actually not only interviewed the two world champions, I also had a great opportunity to interview this lady here. Her name is Spencer Camerano, and she's actually a judge. She's actually an adjudicator. So she shared some tips and tricks on what you can do if you want to become an inspiring leader, or perhaps you just want to find your way in achieving a new world record. Either way, you win. Adam Toastmaster. Thank you, Greg. Very powerful message and very important message as well. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to read the article, Leadership Tips from the Book of Guinness World Records, you can find it at troymedia.com and also at gadgetguy.ca. If you want to hear the podcast with these two inspiring Guinness World Record holders, along with a bonus interview, and that individual is an official Guinness World Records judge or an adjudicator, as you call them, you can check out Toastcaster episode 122 entitled Setting a Guinness World Record it takes true leadership. You can find that at toastcaster.com or a little short link is bit.ly forward slash toastcaster122. Now in this episode, you'll hear about the unusual way the idea for their Guinness record came about and how these talented individuals that when faced with a challenge, they persevered, they overcame adversity, they also described how they accomplished their incredible feats. You'll find out a little bit about what motivates them, what they learned about themselves, and how it can apply to all of us. You'll also find out what it's like to be a Guinness adjudicator, the skills it requires, and a few tips on vying for a Guinness World Record. You'll also find links to the article and the podcast in the show notes. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, a new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. <laughs>